Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Good morning. Hello, hello, everybody out there in podcast land. We appreciate your time as always. So thanks for joining us. I have, <clears throat> I have been putting this one off. Uh, there, yeah, obviously, uh, you, everyone out there is probably super aware, uh, that we, we have a, a war going on in the Middle East, uh, Israel, Hamas, uh, what's going on in Gaza. Like there's this whole thing going over there and I've been putting it off because, uh, I wanted to make sure I understood m- my take on this because i'm a i'm a clinician i'm a therapist this is you know what i do for a living is is deal with illness and and uh brokenness uh also people who are just wandering who are who are like oh, i'm not sure where to go you know like what direction is a good healthy direction for me uh and and the like so i was thinking i got to figure out how to address this cultural issue this particular cultural issue, and I don't want to mess it up. I, I want to do it well. I want to I want to make sure that people have a therapeutic take to take away from this, uh, something that says, "Oh, uh, this might be uh, an avenue to explore uh, within myself and within my community." And so, that's what I did. I took my time, and I'm putting it together. And this this is what you're going to get. So, hang with me. Uh, you know, let me give you a shot right across the bow now. Uh, what I can tell you for sure is that what's going on in Israel with uh, Hamas, uh, with terrorism, what's going on there is a reminder that evil exists and it exists in plain sight. You don't have to look very hard in order to find actual evil. Who hurts children? I served in the military and I got to tell you, you know, I, I, in many, many ways, I got very lucky. I didn't end up in a combat zone where I was having to uh, decide to shoot or not shoot a a child. Uh, But who does that? Like, who does that? That, that's not, that's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. You don't open fire on crowds of people at a concert. They're not out to get you. They're not putting your life in jeopardy. You just don't do that. And what we have seen, that exact that is exactly what Hamas has decided to do. So I don't I don't care what side you take or supposed side you take. Uh, from a clinical view, I take the side of innocent people. Well, they don't deserve to die for no reason. Now, some of you are going to say, but there's a reason. There's absolutely a reason why they're dying. Okay. We can have that discussion. Uh, I would love to hear the reason why, you know, women would be getting raped and, and, and babies be, be getting killed or taken captive and held hostage and stuff like that. I'd love to have that discussion with you. But for today, I'm going to paint it for you in a slightly different way. 
I live in the United States, as I would presume most of you listening uh, live in the United States. Uh, back September 11th, 2001. Now that date probably is going ding, ding, ding. Things went on in September 11th, 2001. Yes, that's true. We had 19 men, 19, 19 men who caused 2,977 deaths. This is all verifiable. And I want to be really honest and really plain with you. If my country, the United States, in 2001, did not say at that point, uh, no more, no more. We are going to do some things to shore up our safety. And for our purposes, what we did was we went after the terrorists. If my country didn't say no more, now there's lots of ways to say no more. I agree with that. And there's a lot of dialogue about how how this line should be drawn in the sand. I get that. I'm willing to have that conversation too. But if my country didn't say no more, all of you listening probably, me for sure, would have not felt very safe and protected, which by the way, is the single greatest role of a federal government in the United States is to protect the citizens from external threats. That's it. Why wouldn't Israel have the same mentality? Oh, wait, they do. Only we seem to think that there are factions, there are groups of people that think that Israel is unreasonable in their decision to say no more. Uh, I heard one of the things that I heard recently was if Hamas put down their weapons, there would be peace. Now, I don't know this to be verifiably fact, but it's an interesting concept. If Israel put down their weapons, there would be a massacre. That's an interesting uh, proposition. If that's true, then what choice does Israel have? They don't have one. They have a responsibility, not a choice. This is a responsibility at this point, if that's true. We do know Hamas is a terrorist organization. We know that. That's verifiable. We know that their tactics are are brutal. That's verifiable as, as their attack. But you look, healthy perspectives is a is a clinically driven uh, vantage point. So you're probably wondering at this point, you know, we're several minutes in, what's the clinical perspective here? Here it is for you folks, because this is a United States problem, not an Israel or Hamas problem. This part right here that I'm about to give you is a U.S. problem. And I've talked about it some in the past but never explicitly like this. In the United States right now, we have a cultural problem. Obviously, we have many, but one glaring cultural problem that y'all need to participate in. 
we have to fix this. This isn't negotiable. Right now, in the United States, there is a big, giant facade that is creating massive blind spots. What's a facade? It's a mask. It's a it's a a giant cardboard image of what we want you to see us as. The facade is that human rights are for everybody. I know that sounds that sounds absurd. A therapist is saying something like this. Uh-huh. Because it's a facade. If it were true, it would not be a problem. But we, it's not true here in the United States. Human rights, the idea of human rights, is used as a shield to protect my view, whatever I say that is. It's whatever view I determine and who's determining the human rights view. Who does that? Here's the weird part. You take up other people's issues as if they're your own. And you hold the human rights facade out to the world, to each other. And you say things like, here's one for you. LGBTQ. Well, are you gay? No, I might say. But but I stand with the LGBTQ. What the hell does that mean? Do you understand what that means? If you stand with LGBTQ, it's not about marginalizing any other category, which is what the movement itself does, which is a disease-like movement. It's not about that, though. If you truly stand with LGBTQ, it's a matter of saying, don't harm us as a people. And that I could get behind. Can I get behind the LGBTQ movement? No. Why? Because it's not a movement. It's a disease. It's a dysfunctional way of thinking. It's the facade. Uh, I'll give, I'll paint it for you. If a, somebody who is gay says, I just don't want to be persecuted. Great. 100% stand by them. Not, not to attack anybody, but to defend that position. Great. I'm okay with that. Why? Because clinically that's a sound position. I'm not here. We're, we're not here to attack anybody. We are here. We're not here to force our views on anybody. We are. What we are here to do is to say, I should have the right to choose if I'm gay or straight. Okay. Where it becomes a problem is when you get 10,000 straight people pretending that they understand the challenge of the gay people. Um, really? Why is it that you're so special that you understand? You're going to say, because I'm woke. Uh, no, the answer is you can't fully, period. But we hide behind this facade that if I scream with them, 
if I shout with them, if I walk with them, then I'm one of them. That's a lie you tell yourself. That's the facade, folks. That's it right there. That is the facade. You convince yourself that you're not racist because you walk with black people or white people or brown people. You convince yourself you're not, you're not homophobic or transphobic because you walk with the gay people and the trans people and the bi people. And no, no. First of all, you're probably not homophobic anyway. Whether you walk with them or not. In order to be homophobic, you have to be afraid of them. But the facade that stands strong because I take up their battle and I fight along their side and I ally with them, whoever them is, whether it's Israel or Hamas or gay people or straight people or this or that or whatever. I take it up as though it's my own. I'm not saying don't defend human rights. What I'm saying is don't use that as an excuse to attack anybody because that's when you go wrong. And I know I use the word wrong and I don't generally like the word wrong, but we're dealing with evil right now. Evil in in what's going on with Israel and Hamas evil people who do not have moral foundations no matter what they tell you no matter what they tell you it's evil so circling back here let's say that this facade is a real thing all right i I, i've gone through this in my in my research over the last couple of weeks i've gone through this and gone through this and gone through this Let's say it's a reality that we are holding up a facade, that we are pretending that we are better than we are because we fight alongside BLM or we stand with Hamas or we stand with Israel or we stand with Ukraine or we stand with Russia. Let's say we're holding up a facade. How do we break this down? First, we have to admit that we can't know a battle that's not our own battle. We can't know what it is like to be Israel and have been attacked by Hamas, by the air, by the water, by the land, and have their civilians, innocent people, shot to death by the hundreds. Some reports are saying maybe even the thousands at this point. We can't know what that's like. We can only look back in our past to something like 9-11, where I started, folks. 2001, where 19 men took 2,977 lives and say, we may not understand what they are going through right this minute, We understand parts, parts of it. It is not our battle, but we understand 
their position. We can come along and defend alongside somebody without attacking and hating another. There's a limit to this, folks. There's a limit. Evil, evil doesn't care. I'm not saying go and attack. Mm -mm, No way. You wouldn't hear me say that. What I am saying is we have to be ever diligent. Let's put it into perspective, healthy perspective, as we would say around here. How's our border looking? Are we potentially in danger? Because Hamas does scream, kill Americans. They should all die. Hamas screams that. Israel, they don't. Should we be allowing tens of thousands of people coming across our border and many of them avoiding our border just to get in? Should we be allowing that openly, allowing that? I don't think so. I don't think that's a healthy perspective at a time like this. I don't think it was healthy a year ago or two years ago, to be honest. Not because I want to attack anybody. It's not it. It's a defensive position. It's a protection position. Borders and boundaries are good. Saying this is who we are. And if you come here, that's fine. We we like people. That's not the problem. But if you come here and you don't buy into this, and you break our laws or you attack our people. Oh, there's a price to pay. That's called strength, folks. It's called it's called uh, self-preservation, folks. And in the mental health world, self-preservation is a big thing. A lot of our defenses are, are sometimes dysfunctional defenses once the threat is gone and the defense sticks around come from self-preservation. If a child develops an attachment issue, reactive attachment disorder, let's say, that's a defense mechanism. It's so that they don't get so close that they get so hurt. That's a defense mechanism. Only once they have loving, kind, caring people around them, it's a dysfunction. Not because it was a problem to begin with. Borders and boundaries are good. They protect us. We can love up close or we can love at a distance. Those are your options, folks. So what I'm getting at, I'm going to summarize like this. Number one, if you can't see that evil exists in our world, you need to open up your eyes. It's real. It exists. If you can't see the the facade in the United States, if you're a citizen of the United States or you're living inside the United States, if you can't see the facade we are putting up to the world about human rights and pretending that we got it all together, when in all reality, we're using human rights as a shield for selfishness to justify ourselves 
you also have a problem. And you should probably take a look at that. It's not about you. It's not about me. When it comes to things like this, this is about we. It's about us. If we take up somebody else's fight, it better not be on the attack. Because that makes us no better than the other side. True. But then what do you do with terrorists? What do you do with them? Do you just not attack them? See, when I was thinking about this, I couldn't come to a conclusion that there's any other way. Sometimes, sometimes in life, we have to be proactive. Do I think we should be strategic and surgical? Absolutely. When we have to be aggressive, when aggression is the only option, and there are very t- there are few, but there are very few times, but there are times where aggression is necessary. First, we have to determine if now would be the right time. And then we have to determine how is the right way. And right now, folks, that's what Israel has to do. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge what they are going through? We could talk to them. We could give them our insight. But ultimately, they have to make the decision. I hope this was helpful. I know I ran you down some rabbit holes here. That's what we got for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.